Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Signed, sealed, delivered. Aaron Donald. What is it, I guess? I mean, you always look at, well, it's this, this, and they give you all these details on the contract, Key J. Good morning, by the way. Good morning. And then, Key, you know me, I'm just looking for the, what's the guarantee, uh, two years, six, extra 65 million, extra 70 million, right? Like, that, that's Key, the real deal. Key, what part of the contract do we look at first always on this show? Well, you go right to the compensation. There you go. That's guarantee. usually about, you, they're usually going, you know, the contract, what do you get? Eight to ten pages, maybe. There you go. And then you usually about the third page is when the compensation hits in there somewhere. <laughs> there it is. So you pass uh, up 30. the first or second page, and you go like to, I don't know what would it be like, six uh, B or something like that. You go right there. Six <laughs> first thing you look at, right? right? No, not net thirty up front. Yeah, cross that out. You go, well, it's more like uh, what is it? Is it sixty-five or seventy? Sixty-five. Guaranteed. It's sixty-five million dollars over two years, basically, is what is what just happened, right? Like you could cut all the other nonsense out. Could sixty-five million over two years guaranteed. Could retire going into the third year, but if he doesn't, third year gets another guaranteed thirty million. Right, but by then, if he's still do, playing, do, do me a favor though. Stop talking about retirement with these <laughs> athletes. I, it, it drives me crazy when you, as I've always said. When have you ever seen an athlete retire when they got that type of money in front of them? They're not retiring. They retire when they can only make $4 million, $5 million. But as long as the team continues to give you north of anything close or, or, or slightly below what you already make, you, you're going to stay playing. You're going to figure out how to live. Hell, look at J.J. Watt. Man, J.J. Watt can't play no more. They gave J.J. Watt all that money. J.J. Watt lipping out there. But he played for the Cardinals two games or something like that. Key, you know how this industry works. You know when certain people see the cheese, they can't help but smell it. Oh, they're all over it. All it takes is one interview. Oh, I'm not sure if this is for me. Yeah, w- w- that'll be what it'll be. You well, see things speaking, that are open-ended like that. Speaking of that, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. So, Aaron Donald is not retiring. Aaron Donald Shocker. is still a Los Angeles Ram. He just got an extra $65 million over the next two years, guaranteed. But remember what he said on Brandon Marshall's I Am Athlete podcast on his future, and this is why Key said, I'm sick of people talking about retirement. This is what Aaron Donald said. For me, it's about winning. I'm, I don't want to play football if I can't win anyway, so I feel like if, the, if it were lying and I got a, like, a real opportunity to win another Super Bowl, then it makes sense to play. But, again, it's still a business. We got to handle the business side of things. And if, if that wasn't to get handled, then it is what it is type situation. I'll be fine regardless. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it Key, is. He was at, f- what, $14 million for next year when he said that, right? Yeah. So, so, p- the reason, so the idea is, this is the way I interpreted it, and I know others also, look, you're under contract. What's your real leverage? Your real leverage is if you say, all right, check this out. I just won't play. Pay me or I won't play, whether so, that's retirement or something else. Let me ask you this, Buttercup. When did he 
say that. Yeah, he's talking to you. He said Buttercup. <laughs> no, man, he's when, talking when, to you. Max, he didn't did he, say that. He didn't say it, Key. No, said, no. It when did he? You know what I'm saying? When did he say what he said on the podcast? Two what? days ago? Yeah, a little more, oh, I think. Last week. Okay, yeah, last, last week. week. So, so a week ago, <laughs> he says that. <laughs> Yesterday, he agrees to a deal. Yeah. Don't you think that he's been talking about this deal since the end of the Super Bowl? Oh, I have a feeling. With the team? I have a feeling that's 100% percent yeah, but Max, he said retired. He just said it is what it is. What does that even mean? Well, it, it, you know what it means? It means that it means to people that he's not giving you a clear-cut answer, and so therefore they're going to form their own opinion, and that opinion mm-hmm. is if they, if they don't pay him, he's going to retire because it won't be enough money <laughs> And worth him to play. Now, here's what I would tell you: He wasn't walking away for fifteen million dollars, okay? <laughs> but but that was never going to be the case because they were always going to pay him. The moment that they got toward the Super Bowl, they had already Les Snead and company had already realized and visualized what it would have to look like with Matthew Stafford, with Aaron Donald, with Jalen Ramsey, with Cooper Cup. All of these contracts, they've been looking at this. Twelve months ago, Jay, right. they had thir- exactly. they had thirty million, thirty five million put aside per year for Aaron Donald. Absolutely. when they figured out everything else, and they just he- needed to figure out how to approach Stan Kroenke and let him know that they probably need to put another hundred and something million dollars aside for Cooper Cup. Key, I always laugh at stuff like this because let's tell people how the real hustle goes. So he goes on I Am Athlete podcast last week. He says it is where it is. Some friends that you got in the media hit you up. Like, what does that mean? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe I might retire. You text a friend. All of a sudden, people start talking about retirement. And next thing you know, like, it's leverage So you for say you. it is what it is, and then people insert cheese here. Yes. Right? You don't even have to put the cheese out there. Someone else, the media will write it in for you. 1,000%. Yeah. It's yeah, that in, easy. In, in, in which you have to also factor into a lot of different things. When you start to I'll give you a little bit of inside scoop on how you look at these things, Max and Jay. You got to look at his age. You got to look at the years of service in the league and how much money he's made mm-hmm. as a professional football player and how many injuries has he suffered as a professional football player. So if you check in those boxes, right, and he's only been in the league seven years and you check the box and he's only made, and I, when I say only, I'm talking about in comparison to professional sports money, not reality of the real world and everyday working people. He hasn't made that much money. You check the box. You say, well, he hasn't made that much money. He's, you know, you check that box. You say, well, he's only won one championship. You check that box. And you start going down the list. He hasn't been injured. Check that box. Now you sit there and you go, well, why the hell would he retire? Mm. Well, there's no need. If he, if he had three Super Bowls, he made $400 million dollars, He's had multiple injuries. Then you can start to feel like there's a retirement somewhere along the lines. A guy like this that works as hard as he works and does the things that he uh, does to get ready to play doesn't all of a sudden abruptly win a Super Bowl and go, ah, I don't want to play anymore. Jerome Bettis played forever at the running back position, finally won a championship. It was like he was at the end at that point. You know, Bus couldn't get you no more. He ran out of gas. Yeah, This isn't the case with Aaron Donald. Key, can we talk about another player who isn't going to run out of gas? I mean, the guy that obviously led the league in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns, just the fourth player since 1970 to actually do that. If triple you're Cooper Crown. Cup, yeah, Triple Cup, man. If you're Cooper Cup and you're making $14.8 million for another year, 
Like, I, hey, before we go into the season, I'm up next. I'm going to need my money. I've seen Robert Woods go down with a torn ACL. I've seen him get traded. I've seen OBJ go down with a torn ACL in the Super Bowl. I'm going to need my money before we enter the season. I'm going to need to be in that same air with Devontae Adams. Don't tell me about salary cap. I need it. Don't tell because Keyshawn Johnson's on TV and the radio every day saying there is no no salary salary cap. cap. I need my money, Key. Well, look, there is no salary cap. Kick the can down the road. Cooper Cup will get his money, but Cooper Cup's personality will not allow him to worry about training camp and starting the season without getting a contract. He will take a hometown discount. Instead of, you know, I don't know what the average is, $30 million or whatever the number would be, $29 million on an average of the receivers right now, Cooper Cup will tell him, just give me a bump. That bump might be to 2014 to 25, and he's good, you know, that on an average. He's not – that's him. And the Rams will take care of him because that's their guy, yeah. Sean McVay's guy. They'll, they'll make sure to figure out how to get him his money just like they did Aaron Donald, just like they did Jalen Ramsey. Les Snead and company have done a tremendous job at uh, – rewarding, so to speak, these guys that's been on their team that has helped them accomplish so much. They don't, you know, they pay guys. That's all I can say. They traded every draft pick from here to kingdom come for this team right now. They ain't letting this team go anywhere. Well, they pay pay their guys, though, Max. They They really do. Of course. Three years, 75 sounds about right. And Key, by the way, and we can get into this later, but Key's gone into which kind of teams and which kind of owners make sure to pay their guys. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. This, Keyshawn J. What's up, Key? No, I, before you wait, I was about to say, hell, allegedly his brother-in-law just bought the damn uh, Denver Broncos. So Cronky they got plenty up. of they, yeah. Yeah, Cronky, they got plenty of money floating around. Yeah, but that was only $4.5 billion. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Then there's the other story from the NFL yesterday. He's going to tell you why. No matter what happens with Deshaun Watson, Browns cannot allow Baker Mayfield back in the building. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot 
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hey, Pat Costello. <laughs> Pat Costello just celebrated an anniversary, guys. He's our producer. He He's married? the best producer in the game. What? He was. He's he got married. married. He, he got, got married, married to ESPN got, five years ago. Pat, you got married? You didn't have a girlfriend last time I spoke to you. Yeah, I for sure still don't. But I <laughs> tweeted yesterday, very, very wholesomely, uh, that yesterday, or uh, the the fifth was my five year anniversary at ESPN Radio, and I got called out by Jay. Well, I, I don't know if I mean you just have pictures of a lot of other random people. We've been together for what a, a year dad. and a half, two years now. Yeah. It was me and my dad at ESPN Radio, and I got called out. So you maliciously tr- called out. So you another dude who dad got you your job? Interesting. Jeez. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't. You said you were just ready with your dad. Key, all I'm saying here is I don't like the way Pat is controlling all the social media feeds. You know, he's throwing you under the bus a couple of times. It just doesn't seem like we're lock and step with how Pat Costello's going about handling our social media feed. And know, it, once again, I know. I know what correct. Pat. Does. Pat does whatever amuses him. He puts <laughs> on social media. <laughs> See, exactly I brought right. that. I brought that to light for y'all. Y'all didn't really peep it though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's always since he's. I've been on the show for the last two years. He's handled some of the social media stuff. You can tell who's doing when. I mean, who's doing what when because Pat is a I got you moment guy. So I'm saying. So, I don't know. That that uh, video of Max shooting the free throw did pretty good. Yeah. Like yeah, I didn't. 460,000 Yeah, he also James posted wow, that one. I didn't even post that. 460,000 views yeah, from Max. He also. Can we read some of the comments from those views? <laughs> no. Please? Yeah. Why leave Max alone, man? This is additional man. content, damn it. Yeah, I need it. Do what you want. Everyone was me. talking about how incredibly great the shot was. That was yeah, those were all the comments. <laughs> by the way, by the way, this is done, done bother me one bit. Not even that a little a bit. Did content. you ever think for one minute, coming out of college, Pat, that you would be at ESPN for five years? No, I thought I was going to get fired after like the first two months. So, Jeez. yeah, no, it's been a pretty good run. What did you do that you thought you were going to get fired? I don't know. You don't know, so why would you think you were going to get fired? Well, if that's you didn't that's know? the whole thing. Lack so of, he doesn't lack know. Of that's confidence. What, lack of turning, awareness. He doesn't know. Why turning, do you think you get fired? I don't know. It's just turning into a sixty-minute interview. No, it's work. not an interview. I just want to concentrate on why the young man thought he was going to get fired. If 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 this is a fifth-year anniversary and he made it coming out of Fordham, a- Evan Evan would know this. Oh, but there was a coach, a famous quote, where he asked one of the players, "Son, are you?" Ignorant or apathetic? And the player said, I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> Pat, I have a question for you, though. Picture with your dad. Why, why didn't you have a picture with your mom? You brought your mom on the show. She seems great. How come no pictures with mom? You know, it's funny. I was looking at the pictures with my dad and realized I didn't have any with my mom, and I don't know why I didn't take any with my mom. She was here. I have pictures of my mom and dad here, but she wasn't. Uh, well, if she was doing me. something embarrassing, you put it on social media, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> mom, that's doing great. I have 400,000 views. Back in 10 seconds. That was a good one, Max. The NFL doesn't want to hear about any other incidents post facto. A new lawsuit filed Monday against Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson alleges Watson has engaged in, quote, a disturbing pattern of conduct, unquote. So Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Deshaun Watson, guys, now faces a civil lawsuit from a 24th woman alleging inappropriate sexual conduct. Um, this is a week after a 23rd civil suit was, was uh, filed against Deshaun Watson. I mean... I guess at a certain point, guys, if you get to 22 and people still haven't made up their minds, I don't suppose 23 or 20, you know, finally it's like, you know what? At the 31st one, I still wasn't, at 32, I've had it with this guy, right? 
Like, it it seems to me like people have made up their minds one way or another at this point. Um, But, uh, you know, when will the NFL announce the suspension? Will there be a suspension? For how long? All that stuff is what we're waiting on now. Still not. He's not facing criminal charges. And the NFL is still conducting its own investigation. So I guess it's wait and see. Yeah, it it is wait and see. They want to make sure that they get it right and not – rush to a decision because you know how that goes when they rush to a decision then it becomes a whole it, it, you know the, the waters are, are going to get muddy from his side and so I think that the smart thing for them to do the season doesn't start to September is just kind of do their due diligence do their investigation make sure that they are uh, doing everything correct and above water and, and if they're doing it the way that we probably envision them to do it then I can see where you know, what are we in June, July, next week, uh, next month they start to go to camp, that here in the next couple of weeks that they come down with something so that the Cleveland Browns can now make their plans for the season, or the start of the season, so to speak. You know, obviously um, this is a really sensitive subject. I, I just, if you're Deshaun Watson, I know that football is king and that, you know, depending upon what that suspension is by the NFL, um, you know, that's seven, eight games. Who knows? Could be maybe an entire season. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Key would have more insight on that for me. I, I just always wonder about Deshaun Watson's brand. Like, how does a brand, the more stuff keeps coming out, it seems, at this unprecedented state, how does that brand bounce back? I, I I, I mean, know. I feel like to appropriate a, a Chris Rock line, it's like another civil suit, another civil suit, like four up to twenty-four. It, or have we heard the? Have we heard the the last of it? And there, I think the reason I say at a certain point it doesn't, the number doesn't matter anymore, is because if people were all running forward, proceeding with Deshaun Watson, and it, it, to be clear, no criminal charges. Yes. that's the main. But these are civil suits alleging serious stuff. So if 22 of them still has people charging ahead, here's the $230 million guaranteed and all the draft picks and, and, you know, see you later, Baker Mayfield, and here we go with Deshaun Watson and people saying, well, the suspension will be, I was even six to eight games. I don't see where 23rd suit, 24th suit, 55th suit, 110th suit. Why would that make any difference? 22 is already an enormous number. Oh, I hear. Well, you're, you're talking about the actual, the, the financial aspects of it around teams and the NFL but there is a personal aspect for Deshaun Watson that you know in the public forum like that that's something he's going to deal with for the rest no, of his life but that's what I'm saying Regardless, already money he doesn't has, cure that money doesn't cure but, that but key already he has to do that with 22 of them right like yeah. what difference does 23 and 4 make 22 is it's not as I keep saying it's not he said she said it's he said she and said about, she key, said before you even state anything I mean the women are going to have to deal with that way more than him I, I look I don't know what the hell's going on it just it's a lot for everybody to deal with as it relates to Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it the number when a number gets to one, it, it uh, you know all bets are off on public persona or anything like that. There's no question about it. Number is high at 24, but if a number gets to one, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and as far as his brand goes, Jay, that's the least of his worries. It should be the least of his worries right now. As of whether or not he's going to be able to to monetize a brand as a quarterback in the National Football League, um, we've seen guys like Ben Roethlisberger face very similar uh, accusations. Uh, 
and go on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, and play and play a long time yeah. in the National Football League. So it's all a matter, I think, for him, and I mean when I say him, Deshaun Watson, mentality and mental state of mind to be able to continue just living a normal life. Because everywhere he goes, he's going to be looked at sideways. Well, Key, that, that, and thank you for correcting me. Brand was the wrong word. I meant to say reputation. Right. No, I didn't His want to correct you. No, 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 no. But it's all, it's all good. That's what we do. We're family. Because there's we a connotation that. with brand that you're thinking business. And Jay's talking about a man's or a person's reputation. I mean, there's so much to think. If, if you're <clears> a guy one, like Justin one, Herbert. One, and you're all up it for takes your is one. Yeah. If you're a guy like Justin Herbert and you're up for your contract, you're sitting there saying, I don't have any of this on my resume that you're dealing with. Like, I have a clean bill. Like, what are you going to pay me? It's interesting how that translates into the market. I want to see, Key, when you say one is all it takes, and, you know, obviously there's a burden of proof. There's also you don't want to blame a victim, et cetera, et cetera. And you don't want to disbelieve, but you also don't want to assume it's true. When, but, it, but human nature is such that if it's one person making an accusation, people have an open mind. I'd like to hear, you know, as the facts come out. If it's two, three, five, ten, once you get to 22, the natural human reaction is to think, come on, man. There are 22 yeah, no, different women all saying it, the ab- similar thing. Ab- absolutely, Bax. But when I say it only takes one, so when you start, it only takes one to – uh, for, for for something that you've done or accused of doing, it only takes one. To soil and, and your reputation, will, you mean. Then, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Then people will form their opinion. Now that you're up to a number of 24, people are going to form opinions in sections now. All of a sudden, this particular group of individuals are going to think one thing. People that know Deshaun are going to think another. Like, people that know him, like, right? Like, people that really deal with him on a daily basis are going to think one thing. And then you got a whole other group that's going to think another. So it becomes almost like sections and cutoffs and things of that nature when you start to get up to a huge number like this. For all, but Baker Mayfield still is a no go, I'm assuming, Key, right? A no-go? Um, like, you know, you're not bringing Baker Mayfield back in the building because this, because the pile up on Deshaun Watson, the, the, the number of civil suits is getting larger and larger. So I guess your question would be we have like the fact 30 that, seconds. The, the, that he's going to miss some time. Will Baker Mayfield be back in the locker room right. as a Cleveland Brown? No, he will not be in a locker room as a Cleveland Brown because he will not be accepted in a locker room by his former teammates. They've moved on for Baker Mayfield. The coaching staff is still holding on to it because they have to do that to monetize the value that whatever little value it is. If it's a seventh round pick in 2099, that's all they're just holding on to it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com 
slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Sometimes it's a fine line between good defense or turnover offense. Stolen by Curry. Curry one on four, two on four. Pulls from the top for three and hits it. That's amazing. He just keeps keeps working on his game, his, his strength, his conditioning year after year, and it's a, it's a pleasure to watch him play. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So... Tied up, knotted up in the NBA Finals. CJ, with the NBA, it's with the yeah. Finals. Yeah, I love when you switch things and people tell you things before the break and you act like you've I'm known it. I'm just trying yeah. to put you okay. up on stuff that NBA you may, finals, may yes. or may not know. Thank you. I don't know. Do you, are you aware of NBA and stuff like basketball related? No, I am not. If you see my free throw form, you know that I know everything about that. <laughs> You're an expert. That's right. Yes, I can um, tell by the form, the hand placement. Hey, Key J, listen to this point by Jeff Van Gundy. I've never heard a point like this before. Except Jay made the same point yesterday. Why are you holding the mic? Well, because I have this to turn. Radio thing. I have to turn and, and face Jay, but also speak into the mic, which is in the opposite direction. You see what I mean? So I bend it toward me. It makes him feel like he's in control, Key. I'm sorry. Like an old just... time radio guy. See? Yes, that's why. I'm the, I'm the, that's what went in my mind. I was yeah. like. This is not 1943. You're Keyshawn, not smoking a cigarette it's not and just having a, a Jack and Coke. It's not Walter Cronkite <laughs> coming up, following us immediately after this, this broadcast. Okay. It's not just the right hand on the mic. It's the left hand on it's the hip. It's a morning yeah, it's show. Well Laugh. Hip. Have some fun, baby. <laughs> I Laugh and have some fun. Who's I, having fun? I invented laughter. I don't even know if you're aware of this. Listen to Jeff Van Gundy, ESPN NBA analyst on the Low Podcast. I can't envision in my mind how they could win this series, let alone another game, if he can't find a level of, doesn't have to be great, but super impactful, and them being 1-1 after the two games that he's played is a testament to you know their defense, Curry's greatness. They have a, a good competitive instinct, but they got to get more from Thompson. That's the Low Post podcast, of course. I'm told I called it the Low Podcast. The low load, Post podcast. You said the Load Podcast? The, no, the Low. I didn't say Low Post, <laughs> apparently. But, but go ahead, Jay. <laughs> God, I love you, Max. I can't. Um, look, I, I, I've been talk, we've been talking about this on our show for a while. And I said when you come off a year key in which – you know, two years, 941 days, you don't play the game of basketball, in which you've torn an ACL in one leg and you've torn an Achilles in the other leg. You know, it, it, it takes away from your burst that you have to do things off the dribble. So, look, and, and you can kind of see that at times with the explosion, the lack thereof that Clay doesn't have when he's able to attack the rim. So, in last game when he was four of 19 from the field, he was one and eight on catch and shoot opportunities. Right, So if, if his shots aren't coming off catch and shoot, you're forcing him to put the ball on the ground. Now, granted, he missed some chippies in game two. But you much rather 
increase the probability of him attacking the rim and trying to finish over the top of people like Al Horford or Time Lord and finish with that dexterity around the rim? Because that's not what Clay does. Clay is a momentum-like scorer, and he needs to have momentum-like minutes or moments in order for this team to have a legit chance to win the NBA Finals. Because When you say you mean he has to catch fire, get his touches, what do you mean? Momentum. For impactful moments in the game, right? When Clay is able to key to knock down two or three threes, right, that creates momentum. And it, re- it re- alleviates pressure for Stephen Curry to have to carry the load. Now, Jordan Poole got his thing going, but he didn't get his thing going until but, they were up like 15, 20. But, Jay, why, why every time I'm watching it, though, and I, and I hear what Coach Van Gundy said, and I certainly hear what you say in, in educating me on all the different things and the injuries and being able to have the explosiveness and use your legs and all those sort of things. But he's, to me, from what I'm watching as an eye, he's getting to the cup, which to me says he's blowing past people. He's getting clean looks. They're just not falling. And when I asked you that, I don't know, a couple of days ago before the series started, and you kept saying to my, to me, no, he, he, he isn't the same guy. And I'm saying, well, how could that be? He just knocked down whatever it was the last uh, uh, against Dallas, the 30-plus points or whatever it was uh-huh. that he put in there. It looked, he looked fine. So Keelan, there was nothing wrong. So catch and shoot, like a lot of his shots were contested, right? But when he gets going offensively from a shooting perspective, you have to close out so much faster that you're typically off balance when you close out, which opens up lanes for him to get to the rim easier. But what I've been trying to tell people is that he's playing against a mirror of his younger self. You know, when you're going against Jalen Brown, you know, Clay Thompson's 32 years old. Jalen Brown's 25 years old. Extremely athletic, right? Marcus Smart, 28 years old. So you're playing against younger, faster, laterally people. He can still get the job done, but he just needs to have bigger moments in these games, and it can't be all the offensive responsibility on the shoulders of Stephen Curry. It can't be. Could it be that he's just in a slump and struggling right now? Because coming off the Dallas, uh, what was it, game five or whatever it was, coming off that game, and he went nuts. Cause so could it just be uh, he's in a slump, a struggle? Because it's certainly not based on experience because he's been here multiple times. So the, the being in the finals is not something in awe. So could it just be that it's a slump and it's not falling? Because, look, man, the dude ran past the dude, got to the cup, and missed the chippy. That ain't, to me, that ain't had nothing to do with no 30-something years old and no legs. I mean, if, if I'm an athlete telling myself I'm definitely in a slump, it's nothing that Boston is doing. That's what I'm telling myself. Okay. But it, it is the cumulative effect. Your first year back, Key, after not playing basketball in two years, and we're so many games deep into the season. We're at the NBA Finals. That's a, that's a lot of heaviness days, more than two on your legs. So that, that plays into it as well. And I'd much rather, if I'm Boston, have Clay attacking the rim with those heavy legs than – getting hot from the three-point line on catch-and-shoot. I want to go back to something you said, though, that relates to that point. You said a mirror of himself in Jalen Brown. Maybe in terms of the the job description, right? A a wing who can defend and shoot and all that stuff. But, like, Clay Thompson, as you know, I know about shooting form, Jay. Clay Thompson (laughs) is like the purest. When you just look at someone shooting a ball, that is so – Clay is ridiculous, right? And you look at the results – Oh, Steph Curry's the greatest shooter of all time. I mean, what's Clay? Top five? 
because his handles aren't aren't Steph, so he's not as much of a mobile artillery, I, I, I artillery love, unit. You know, so funny, Coach, is I love the argument now. He done dropped down to the top five. Right. Three you know, years ago, it was him, Ray Allen, yeah. and Curry. Now it's like, ah, well. No, no, I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm saying you want to say Reggie Miller, you want, like uh, Dirk, <laughs> whoever you want to say, Clay is right there among the greatest shooters who ever lived. And Jay is capable of getting hotter than anyone ever, right? You get the 37 points in one quarter on two dribbles, right? So what I'm saying is just because he and Jalen Brown fit the same description, you know, from when Clay is young, but what Clay can still do is catch and shoot, right? Like who can do that better than him ever? So that threat remains, right? Oh, the threat is there, but you need the threat to come through when you need it the most. So we're talking about – you know, sometimes, Key, I don't think people recognize, and I'm not saying that Clay can't be prolific. And, by the way, there's so many slight levels of degrees that we're talking about. So, me saying that Clay has not been himself, like, even if that's a degree off, that's a major difference from where he was, right? So, it's almost like Clay has to find other ways to get himself going offensively, see the ball going as a layup really quickly, get that rhythm. But you can't have him be 4 of 19. You can't have him play the way He's played if you're going to win an NBA If I'm finals. facing a team with Clay Thompson on it and it's knotted up in the finals, and especially as the series progresses, if it's, if it's a close, tough series and it's knotted up later in the series, the scariest thing in the world for me, if I'm on the other team, is like Clay hasn't had one of those games yet. 1,000%. Because when he goes supernova, it's a wrap. But there is something, according to Boston's defense, that is limiting him to being one of eight on catch-and-shoot opportunities, right? There is a reason why Boston has him in positions where he is 4 of 19 from the field in game two, even though he had a momentum three that kind of helped ignite Stephen Curry. But, like, you're still – you're winning if you're Boston in that particular category with him, Mm. right, for right now. Look, you're making him do things off the dribble. Right. That's what you want to do. Make him put the ball on the floor, make decisions with the ball, yeah. You want him to take fadeaway shots over contested people. You want him putting the ball on the ground. And look, he he makes those shots easily, but I'd much rather him take shots off the dribble and try to finish at the rim than him catching wide open, catching shoot threes, finding that rhythm, creating that momentum. Yeah. No doubt about it. So Boston's winning in this scheme of uh, how they're operating against him. It's a win. So the key, obviously, Steph is going to do what Steph does. And Key, I think it was you. I forgot which one of you made the point. When Poole started getting hot, the game was over, right? Like Steph was yeah. really the one who put that game out of reach. And then Poole caught fire, started kind of doing an imitation of Steph. Um, so is Poole the guy you target and you go, that's the dude who needs to create the offense in order to loosen things up for Clay to get those catch and shoot three opportunities? Well, that's what we said yesterday. We said that. Even though the game was over key, the fact that he saw the ball go in, considering how he played in game one, where everything just looked like it was so fast for him, he couldn't settle into the game, that's a win if you're Golden State. Because he is a guy that is so dynamic, he can create off the dribble, not only for himself, but it alleviates a lot of pressure from Stephen Curry to do that. Now, if he's doing that, then that creates more opportunities for guys like Clay because it forces the, the defense to contract. And, and, and that's what you need to see if you're Golden State. Well, one of the things that I noticed in, in all of this, Jay, is you go back when Clay was hurt and Poole took over for him. It was one of those deals where you almost, in, in, you, 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 didn't, you missed Clay, but you didn't. I mean, you missed 
Steph, but you didn't miss Steph because Poole was playing so well, even to the point where Clay was coming off the bench because Poole was still hot before they made the initial switch. So when you sit when you sit Steph down in, in game two, when you have a lead, you got a guy like Poole that can continue to extend that lead because he's on the floor making everything hot, which will eventually free up Clay. That's why Clay was still on the floor with him. His buckets just wasn't falling. See, you know, I, I'm with you, Key, and the thing that scares me about it is, um, Max, you alluded to this, just game six Clay. Uh, you go That's back to I'm 2019, saying. man, where he made four threes, uh, four of his six three-point shots in, the, in you know in 32 minutes during Game Six of the 2019 NBA Finals against the Raptors, like that. That's, that's there's a reason I was prolific. I took the Warriors to win this in six, and I had very much Game Six Clay in mind. I think I don't know if he can do it. Like what a lot of people are waiting for is him to be that constant threat. I think as long as Clay gives you that one game where he does that clay thing, that you put that in the Warriors column already and that could decide the series. You know, like he just really needs to do that in one game because that'll be the clay game win. And then if they're evenly matched otherwise, that gives it to the Warriors. So but that you need Jordan Poole now to step up offensively because what's gonna happen is your Stephen Curry's gonna see a multitude of different looks in game three. Right? Like a mul- and you're also you're you're running Steph off the three point line. You're forcing him to do other things. So somebody else needs to start consistently stepping up to carry that load offensively to help Steph and this team get to a game six. Meantime, you guys, uh, we were following very closely for a long time who the Lakers would hire as head coach. Yay! Yeah, we were following that real close, right? And what real options are there and who would be the best option? And they wound up with Darvin Ham, who I think – Pretty much universally, people said, oh, that's a good hire. I don't remember too much criticism of the hire. I remember a lot of people thinking that makes a lot of sense. I thought it was the hire. Sure. Darvin Ham was introduced by the Lakers and addressed um, what he sees as Russell Westbrook's role next season. This is on NBA Today. Here are his plans with Westbrook moving forward. I want Russell, you know, we, we, we talked in our conversations, and the, the, the biggest word we used was sacrifice. Mm. I want him to go back to being a pit bull on the defensive end, and everything else is going to flow from there. We're going to implement some different run, running habits that I think is going to benefit him and some different areas on the floor he'll be able to attack from. But he, he, I want him to set a tone defensively for our team, just, just get back to guarding. Mm. So shout out to Russell Westbrook, Key, because he was right there. He was like a couple feet away. Um, and a lot of times, considered the way he scorched the earth about the Lakers a couple of months ago, for him to be in the room supporting Darvin Ham, even though potentially he's on the trade block, I think says a lot about the character of who Russell Westbrook is as a leader and who he wants to be as a player in the Laker uniform. Now, as it relates to Darvin Ham, I love this press conference yesterday. It set such a different tone. You know, Key, whenever I would listen to Frank Vogel speak, he said so much, but he didn't really say anything. Now, he won you a championship a couple of years ago. That deserves credit and a lot of praise. But the atmosphere in the room seemed and felt different when Darvin Ham spoke. He said a couple of phrases that stood out to me. Facts over feelings, Right. And also, Key, one of the things that bothered me is so many times when people talk about the Lakers, your squad, it's always about the lack of personnel. Well, the personnel doesn't fit. They're just three and D guys need to be around LeBron James. And there's always a part of me that says, no, tell me what the tactics are 
from an offensive build-out perspective? Like, how, how are you building different schemes to make sure with this personnel that this team could play better? He talked about creating a different pace. He talked about the sacrifice it would take for Russell Westbrook defensively to buy in. He talked about LeBron James being the actual point guard for this team. And he's done things to challenge people. He's going to be that voice in the locker room key that it's not going to be like, well, that's, that's how he feels. We'll talk about it, you know, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> it ain't going to be that. It ain't going to be that key. You know what I'm talking about. You need that in that locker room. Yeah, I think, I think the one thing that they certainly got right at Darwin Ham, one, he played in the NBA. He's coached the NBA for a very long time. So he understands the culture of the NBA and the thought process of an NBA player. So the way things have been shifting here lately from some of my, as they like to say, NBA inside sources is that some of these teams are looking for more of this sort of kind of AAU, so to speak, coach in your face with the players and letting them know how to get things done more on an aggressive style. You know what I'm saying, Jay? You played mm-hmm. AAU. You know how AAU coaches are. They just like, you know, they know what they're doing, but at the same time, the respect level is at an all-time high with their players. And so I think that is what the Lakers was going for when you got guys like a Westbrook, a LeBron James, or Anthony Davis. In fact, to the point where Darwin Ham first hire is Rasheed Wallace as an assistant. Why did he do that? He did that simply because he needs him to instill some of that toughness in 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 uh, in Davis and AD to get him to realize you can be a force in the middle if you put your mind and your heart to it. And I think that that is a plus for him to go out and get Rasheed Wallace. On top of that. Rasheed Wallace can talk to the players. He's been on the same level with them. So he's building a staff that certainly lends itself to getting the Lakers back to where they want to be. You got one of the top four or five players in the NBA still in LeBron James. You got one of the top six or seven players, when healthy, in Anthony Davis. You got one of the top 15 players in Westbrook in the NBA. They certainly got some place, some pieces around them. They can get it done with a different philosophy. You know, Key. This man talked about yesterday for a short stint. You know he got shot in the face when he was 14 years old? 14 years old. And he's like, you can can be fearful or you can be fearless. And I chose the latter. I was like, wow. Like, that's... That's somebody that's not afraid to tell you what time it is when you look him in the eye. I don't believe – I don't believe – well, it's a philosophical thing, but I don't think it's a fearlessness. It's like, well, you know, Max, when you – you don't have to technically break it down. But my it point, was more so about the feeling that it gave but my, you. But my point is for AD that when you're scared, that's the only time you can be brave, right? If you're not scared sure. – then there's what, what you're not being brave when you do something, even if someone it looks brave to someone else, right? Whatever's going on with AD, where he is not on the floor enough, where there's an injury, where he doesn't want to yeah, do but, this, where he doesn't want to do that, you gotta, but you gotta you face that somebody, and overcome that. But when you bring somebody in like Rasheed Wallace, who's a big man who played the four position, who can now pull you to the side and have a different conversation with you, mm-hmm. the conversation is different. Opposed to somebody like Frank Vogel trying to tell you how to get on the court and do something, you looking at him like, man, you ain't never – like, I'm not listening to you. Yeah. Where Rasheed Wallace is a different conversation. 
Hey, big fella, let's go have a drink after the after the game. Yeah, like Rasheed Wallace has played yeah. power forward at a very high a level, won a championship. It's a different conversation. And if you're Darvin, I mean, you're spending as much time as possible with LeBron James right from the beginning to build that relationship. And I know LeBron James has always liked the character of Darvin Ham. Yeah. So if you have LeBron James support, you can get in anybody else's ass whenever you need to. And, and, yeah, and by exactly. the way, Keith, do you know Russell Westbrook is the 11th Highest paid athlete on the planet this upcoming year? Yeah. On the planet. That so, wouldn't be – that's not a surprise. But, but my thing is right from the beginning – Loan me something, man. Right from the beginning, Darvin Ham saying, no, he's going to play differently. Yeah. He's going to play differently. Defense. Under, well, under no, me. It, it, Defensively. It, 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 I think it's not have you ever known much. Russ to be a defensive guy? I think, it, yeah, he's acting like there was a golden age where Russ was exactly. a great defender. But, but it's well, great he might because – I mean, I don't know, Jay. You watch – you covered the NBA and you watched it. But he might have been sneaky good on defense. Well, oh, when he gets angry, when he starts doing yeah, all he gets this. Seals, what a pitch he that's what he said. Yes. But that's the point, the the point is, ball. what Jay says, Key, the point is, Jay, like, you're the 11th highest paid athlete on earth. It is not too much for me to ask you to play defense. <laughs> like, well, but that's, you can but, play but if defense. you ask me that, But if you ask me that, Max, I'm going to tell you to go to hell. But if Darwin Ham asked me, yeah, he I might played be in the like, league and, exactly. yeah, I might be like, yeah, you're right, coach. Face, Jay it, 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 it's a way to, it's, it's a way to communicate that, like with somebody telling them to buy into the role that you put out there for them. And here's what I want to say, Jay, because you mentioned that when Westbrook sparked the Lakers, it really wasn't the Lakers; it was Frank Vogel. Mm-hmm. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. Much more coming up. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.